0: my mom found this week before we get started i want to do a quick plug if you guys get a chance please take a listen to a podcast called this week in video games it's a podcast all about the world of video games from news reviews interviews charts and more it's a british guy it's actually pretty entertaining i was listening to it; it's much more i felt i felt like listening to a documentary type thing but it's really interesting if you guys get a chance please take a listen and i am mike elberton and who is with me today hello i am dj copeland
1: uh stephan jd and Stuart hughes
0: and i'm uh, Kendall. Our
1: special guest today. And where are yeah, you from, yeah. Kendall?
2: Uh, you can find everything I do at kendallcast.ninja. I do uh, a bunch of uh, podcasts about comic books and Pokemon and music and whatever I feel like. Uh, but it's all there on, on at, or at the Kendallcasts on iTunes and that stuff. And, it's on, and I'm on Stitcher, too, aren't I?
3: Thanks to me. <laughs> Very cool.
4: <laughs> uh, Stuart, you wanna, we'll try it for the third time. Do you want to introduce what game we're playing this week? For the third time, I'm ready <laughs> keep to it. Picking on you. So, this game is a game that I think every single person has played at some point, whether they, like, remember it fondly or not, and it is GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64.
5: Oh, I think, God I think this is one of those stupid. games where it,
4: it doesn't need, like, a big introduction because everybody knows it, I think. Yeah. They might not remember it clearly, but I think, I, I want to say, like, I don't know that I know anybody who hasn't at least touched golden i007
3: at some point well you you know you you knew me <laughs> you knew me Stuart. You really never and played i it? i had never played it and you know what i would have been perfectly happy never having played it having See, died them. never having played this game within like my friend so group
4: <laughs> we consider this like probably this was probably like the first biggest game ever that i ever remember oh, like man. how everybody's everybody knows skyrim everybody knows like Fallout 3, everyone knows like the big the big, big games. I feel like GoldenEye 007 was like one of the first that people people at least of uh, this like generation remember really
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember playing it when it first, I, I want to say probably when it first came out in 97, I remember playing it I remember having played my friends all the time and having a just a great time with it and, I mean, I couldn't believe how much was still in my memory when we when we played this for the show, I mean, almost everything was still there. <laughs> this I haven't played Justice like... Game in 2002 maybe the last time and it's all still there this was yeah, the game and,
4: where it's like everybody got home from school and didn't even go home first. They immediately went to their friend's house with a Nintendo sixty four to play 007. Golf. Yeah, I
2: yeah. think I think this game uh, was because I was talking to some people. My boss at work got really excited when I mentioned this game, and he's like <laughs> plays golf. It's, just,
4: it's like ingrained in people.
2: Like like he's but I think the th- the other thing about it is it's it, like you said it's it's a particular generational thing because it's people who are I'm I'm a I'm 31 I think people who are like a year or two or three years older than me like when when this if this hit when they were like in high school uh I think this was this was like the
4: this is the game
1: yeah this was like like their uh Call of Duty of that generation or yeah or yeah, yeah.
4: Call of Duty yeah. or like Halo 1 or just like any of the big any of the big shooters that come out like even now people still get super like I, mean, I feel like even now people still rally around playing like battle royale games i would even i would even i
2: would compare it to culturally speaking not stylistically speaking but culturally speaking i'd compare it to like super smash brothers melee for a certain for a certain group of people because that's when i was in
4: college that's what everyone was you know (laughs) super obsessed with it's gonna be like Fortnite today but
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly
4: And the
0: Wikipedia even says this game is frequently cited as one of the greatest video games of all time. I mean, I oh, don't yeah. agree with Aye. that.
5: Many, 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 <laughs> many, people.
4: many people whose jobs it is to review games say it is... I mean, I, this game was like, unbelievably important. You know, before this, you had games like Doom and Quake and stuff, and then GoldenEye 007 came out, and it's like, it's actually 3D, and like, the AI chases you around and moves with you. They're not just static elements. And it's like, the the enemy uh, the actual like enemy animations of them like rolling out from behind corners and <laughs> jumping around they did that weird like side shuffle jump. Yep. <laughs> that was like the coolest thing in the world as a Which kid. Which
0: makes no sense.
2: Also yeah. it's it's a licensed game. So it's pr- yeah.
4: I mean you could say it's probably one of the best licensed games ever made. And we should mention too it's, like, this was a licensed game from a very strange era of of just like James Bond in general. So like the it had been a couple of years since the last James Bond film, and in between films, the Soviet Union dissolved. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so they, like, I remember there was a big, um, like, there was a big, what, like, what do we do? Like, we have this, I, I say I remember, I was very young at the time, but <laughs> I remember reading about this a lot. There was, like, this big, uh, like, like oh, what do we do? Like, Soviet Union's gone, are they still gonna be the, like, the bad guys? And they were like, no, we're gonna completely redo Bond. It's Knight. GoldenEye 007, the movie, is not based on any James Bond book. It's not about the Soviet Union, really. It's about, like, just this power grab, this struggle that's, like, suddenly left by this vacuum.
0: Oh, and it's six years after License to Kill came out with Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. But GoldenEye, the game, came out two years after the movie release.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another one of those things that struck me as kind of weird about this game. Because this game came out in 1997. And that was the year that uh, Tomorrow Never Dies was coming out, so they could have just made. I I don't understand why they made Goldeneye and not Tomorrow Never Dies. Well, Goldeneye was a
4: big deal in terms of Bond. I mean, uh, it it was a new era. It was first of all was Pierce Brosnan, and you could say like every new Bond is kind of a new era of Bond. But I feel like Pierce Brosnan was such a far and away difference between the old ones. I mean, for instance, yeah. Just for example, I, I, I rewatched the movie. I know Mike rewatched like all the <laughs> hey, movies. Oh God! Yeah. But uh, I rewatched Goldeneye, and I, I always forget. Like you know, it's got um oh God, what's her name? Isabella Scorpio or Scorpio? I think uh, Natalia Simonova. Oh, and I don't she's know her. like I just... she's like as much of a main character as Bond is in the movie. It's such a that's... like far and away difference between the old ones. Hey,
0: it's got Fam Jensen. I agree. That's all. That, that's all. Fam That's all that matters.
2: So yeah. you guys have actually on on previous episodes as well have brought up like when how it's interesting when games kind of come out a little bit after you know a couple years after a movie or after a a licensed property starts yeah. to die down. I think we forget in our like you know nobody ever cares about any Marvel movie except for the one that <laughs> came out last week yeah. mindset that like back in the '90s things were a lot slower and so That's things very that, th- things that were big they lasted you know they it lasted yeah a they long.
4: hung around. We talked about this in the uh, the Batman Genesis playthrough. We were like, mm-hmm. yeah, this probably came out because some executive was like, hey, it's going to be a couple years in between movies here. We need to have something in the meantime to just keep that in the public eye. I mean, like the fact that we haven't gotten a new Star Wars in a couple like the yeah. well, when did Last Jedi come out? 2000...
3: Uh, yeah, 2017. Oh, yeah, so, been... so we're, we're due for the new one, yeah. You know, the end of the year, and that feels
4: odd now. It feels odd that there wasn't like it, it, feels odd that episode nine didn't come out last year. But that would be so like, imagine telling somebody in 1990, like, oh, yeah, it's taking two years for them to make the next movie. You right. would be like, okay, that seems really fast. I'm
3: super excited. And,
2: I, and it's not even two years, it's really a year and a half because Solo yeah. came out last year. Solo May. came out
3: like eight months yeah. later. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie, it didn't get enough. But it's a good movie if you
2: want to hear my thoughts on solo uh we yeah. did uh, uh my my the kendall cast star nice. wars brain trust did an episode uh back nice in
3: segue May. my friend uh, you deserve that. that was good gentlemen this is what we need to aspire to
4: this is a professional right here and if you're here if you want to hear my thoughts on solo uh here it is
5: <laughs>
4: <You>. <laughs> we sewed up in that noise
0: um Oh, Tomorrow Never Dies came out in 97, so the same year that this game came
3: out. I mean, there was a game for Tomorrow Never Dies also, but not on 64. Yeah, then it came out a couple years after that. I feel like Pierce Brosnan,
4: in general, got some... I don't know if it was just, like, the era of games when there was, like, a lot of licensed games taking place and they were all kind of... They they weren't, like, just throwaway games. Like, I feel like a lot of licensed games now are kind of just like, oh, we're going to put out, like, a Star Trek game because we can. But, like, back in the 90s, licensed games were pretty good like making you know they weren't well, necessarily triple a but they were all like they were all doing good things like uh, the bond ones in general i mean Agent agent under fire and um night agent under yeah, fire had like drones you could drive around in multiplayer that was awesome
0: That's way later though than this one because um, this is rare's only game bond game they made and yeah. then ea got the license right after this
4: i mean like uh was it cool oh god there's like everything everything uh, or nothing everything or nothing everything or nothing was awesome
0: yeah that's yeah
4: but um we haven't really dived... motorcycles and it's a good
0: game but we haven't really dived into Golden Knight one thing like I it wasn't until I just watched this movie recently I didn't realize that the first part of the of the movie and the game the dam facility mm-hmm. that whole
3: area takes place yeah. nine years before the rest of it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I did not yep. know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's also> like <laughs> I I played the first third of the game the first third to half of the game before I went back and and rewatched actually watched for the first time uh Golden Eye the movie and I was like oh this is where they're getting all these level designs from and it actually really struck me how how loyal some of yeah. those uh they got, like, as accurate set pieces as they were. could like, Yeah they got yeah. pretty damn accurate I mean, and it was it felt legitimately cool it's like oh I recognize like walking around it in the game okay I I recognize this exactly from the movie and those are some pretty cool. I gotta say, those are some pretty cool sets. That might be those my favorite pretty scene cool in the cool sets that
4: opening damn sequence. Because it's really yeah. cool, but also it's really it hasn't like aged particularly well because the higher quality you get, there's a part where Bond, quote unquote Bond, like almost like looks up at the camera, and you can tell it's obviously a stunt double now. Back when <laughs> that was on VHS, it was a little harder to tell, but the guy looks up and you can see like like the five o'clock shadow and you're like, that's not Bond. That's not Pierce Brosnan. What's going on?
0: <laughs> oh, I, I liked, I mean, I remember cause I played the game before I saw the movie and I remember that damn is like, it's in the movie, but it's one little scene with the level. Yeah. I mean, the level not very long, but I, I really like that first level a lot. Yeah.
3: It's, it's very not- interesting because they take a lot of liberties with the way things happen in the movie, in mm-hmm. the game. They, they, it's very loose. It's a very loose basis on the movie. And what, that just allows them to put like the actual design and mechanics of the game first without having to like fit it into anything while still delivering like a lot of really good fan service. I, I think, honestly, they made a lot of really smart choices on on that end because yeah. nobody really cares, especially when it's coming out two years after the actual movie. Nobody actually cares yeah. how accurate <laughs> it is to the film.
4: Well, it does something nice, which I always I always really appreciated where I was like, you saw the movie, and then when you played the game, you got more of a, like an idea of how Bond got to where he is in that scene. Like, he sure. will be like, oh, he's just in yeah. a graveyard, and it's like in the game, you're, you know, it's not totally accurate, he's not fighting through a ton of people to get to the graveyard, but I was like, oh, that's really yeah. cool that it adds, like, that background it adds of context. how I got here.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in the
4: movie, he just shoots everybody, that's,
2: that's the plot of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I basically, mean, honestly,
3: he honestly, doesn't shoot that I many people. thought. I thought it would be like less that, but honestly, there's kind of the same amount of shooting in the movie and the game. He shoots (laughs) a lot of like soldiers, but then like like all those moments, all those moments where you stand in a corridor and just like hold down the fire button and then wiggle the aim back and forth. (laughs) Like that happens multiple times in the movie. What like, you realize that. is that
4: uh, in the movie, you're when you realize you, you play the game and then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, I'm playing as the Russian soldiers who can't hit anything.
1: <laughs> it, this oh. game has
4: like the movie has some bad stormtrooper aim going on with all the yeah. Russian
3: soldiers. Some speaking of which, something I really appreciated about the game. Probably my favorite part about this game was the dying animations. For oh, the they're games. so great. So good. Oh, yeah. because they're I mean, all like they're all like bad actor dying poses. Yeah, like, well, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like, like It's almost like theatrical. It's almost like a exactly. stage play. You 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 shoot them and they literally just jump to the side and go, yeah. I mean the movie's the wonderful. same way. Watching the movie.
4: The movie feels like you're watching a stage performance. It's so odd yeah. going back to it now. I don't know if it was just like I, that uh, 90s way of shooting movies. But. I
3: actually read uh, a couple of an interview with uh, with one of the lead designers of this game. They actually they they had a lot more gore in it before. And <laughs> they got notes from Miyamoto. It's mm. like uh, this is too gory. We don't <laughs> want this to get like too real. We, I feel I feel really bad <laughs> for these guys who are getting all shot up. And so Didn't like, Miyamoto okay.
2: want want them to have a scene at the end where James where Bond goes, goes like, and visits them in the hospital?
3: And, <laughs> yeah, it's like they're all okay, but That'd be well, but the but see the direction they went in instead, which I think is genius, is they made they made it more theatrical. They made it very clear, oh, this is a movie, so they're yeah. gonna die like people die in movies, and you know, there's like a banjo kazooie style credit sequence at the end. <laughs> where you see them all, you know, and they're yeah. waving at you. And it's like and oh, it's got, like, the... hey.
4: Yeah, it, it does feel like that 90s movie ending where like everybody goes by it's like the freeze frame almost of like it'll you know, show a, a clip of the character in some point in the movie. It'll just go like plague Pierce Brosnan ass.
3: Yeah, exactly. they ma- they they were making it much more they're making it feel much more like a production, which I think is Really it worked it worked cool. really I mean, well because yeah because it's a film based on a movie so they're like sort of rolling with that idea mm. uh in sort of a in a slightly more meta way and it it worked it's just like
4: the elements even like the other elements yeah. of the, the movie that were explained to the game like the whole watch face as a
3: yeah
4: as a like pause screen your health and your armor. Oh, that's yeah. just oh man at this yeah point.
3: that was actually really cool because you see toward the end the secret bad guy, Alec Trevelyan, who was the bad guy all along, spoilers, um, <laughs> takes his watch and, like, disarms the bombs with it. And you're like, yeah. oh, that that's what I was doing in the game. Like, you can actually yeah. like, watch <laughs> works like that.
4: Mm-hmm. It's cool.
3: It's really cool. The one
4: thing the game doesn't have, which I wish it did, was the bomb pin, because that bomb pin sequence in the movie is one of the most, like, oh, yeah.
3: I I mean, you just
4: it. his, It's just a close-up of, like, Pierce Brosnan's eyes just, like, counting the clicks of the yeah. pen. That's so good. That's so good.
0: It is a great. It's a great film too. Like it's I, it's thing not I, bad. It's one of the better Bond films. I, 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 I honestly, consider it the quintessential I, Bond film. It's yeah. got a little
4: bit of everything that makes Bond good, and yeah. it also does a lot towards pushing Bond to the future. I mean, M. Just Judy Ditch showing up as M. Uh, the reason there's a reason so Judy Ditch was M for like twenty fucking years. She is oh, perfect. Yeah, in it.
3: yeah, she's fantastic.
4: Yeah, the like evil that. queen of numbers, as they call her.
3: Yeah.
0: One scene I did like that I, I thought they did well in the game, too. Like, in, you know, in the movie where he goes in the facility and he shoot you know, he sees the guy in the bathroom. I mean, everyone who chart that game, you drop in the vent, you shoot the guy in the head in the stall next to you. Oh, everyone yeah. does that. You have to. You, yeah. have to. Yeah. you have to.
2: That's, yeah, the facility uh, is my favorite level for multiplayer because it's the only level that I don't get lost in. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> the, the facility was my favorite level in multiplayer because I memorized where the Moonraker laser spawned and I would sit in the bathroom. And shoot out uh, the door, and nobody can get to me. <laughs> Complex was
0: my favorite. I love Complex. I knew that place. I I didn't play multiplayer this time for the game because I only had one con- one USB yeah. controller, so yeah. I didn't. So I was just playing. Uh, I didn't try
4: multiplayer. That's but... a good way to lose your friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Complex was
3: my. Little I love. Back to the I feel like I was losing out because I was slightly too young for this game when it came out, uh, so I never played the multiplayer, and I wasn't able to do it this time because obviously. The- this this is the game that got that's me. Like, that's like that's like a huge component of this. Yeah. Yes, well,
2: I uh I told my wife that I was that I was playing through the single player campaign and she was like, "There's a single player campaign? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had to do it exactly. to
4: unlock. <laughs> Fuck some multiplayer didn't. You? Well, well yeah. or
2: you could just buy like a that. copy a
4: used copy of the game that already has yeah. all that stuff unlocked, or get a game shark. Oh man, those game sharks.
0: <laughs> oh, we should say, did all of us finish it for this for this episode? Hell I, no. I got well. up to
4: the very last, I got up to Aztec and I beat through the entire game on double O agents and You're just, still impressed. I, I would not get through Aztec. I'm still fucking impressed by that, man. That is, I, just, I only, I, this game just clicks. with my, I should say the first time I played this game, I actually made somebody cry. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, this was, this was like my, I had never played a video game before ever. I think I was like four when this came out. No, I was five when this game came out, I think. So I was four, play. I played it like a little bit after and this was I mentioned on an earlier podcast too, I had that friend, I had that, friend that asshole that would buy games <laughs> and play them for two weeks early so that he would get really good at them and like he he, he wouldn't mm. play any games with us after we got good enough to beat him he's just like that kind of prank, he's the All kid right. that changes the rules in the middle of the game like, oh we can't <laughs> do that anymore because it's I'm not winning anymore, so he got this game, sat down like practiced with it, got really good showed up and uh he was like okay finally everyone else is allowed to play goldeneye 007 because i'm good enough with it that i can beat you mm. all so everyone else is allowed to play it now and i was like what's this and he's like it's 007 golden i was like what is that he's like it's a video game it's like what's a video game it's <laughs> like all right you're in yeah i can beat you no problem <laughs> i sat down and i i don't know what it was it just clicked with me i was like I was like, oh, yeah, video games. I get this. And I beat him 20 to 1, and he cried, and we weren't allowed to play the game. <laughs> Why are
1: you so mean, Stuart?
4: <laughs> I, I, it was like that moment he ran out of the room crying, and I was like holding the controller. I was like, yes, this is going to be my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm the, I
2: predict I'm the, the guy in this will that be that story. Important. <laughs> I'm the guy that runs out of the room crying.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: this, this game was... Uh, so two things about this game. One, this game was my first experience of Modern games suck. Retro games are so much better because I was, as a 12-year-old, I was like, no, video games peaked at Super Nintendo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. This, all this polygonal stuff is garbage. Here, it, here. It, it, which, <laughs> which I guess I was kind of right, like,
3: uh, long-term, you could kinda.
2: say. Kind of. Especially when you're talking about early polygonal stuff.
3: Yeah, early. didn't age great.
2: <laughs> but... Just, like, um,
4: polygamy stuff. The other, the, really the other me thing stuff is, was great.
2: The other thing is my I played in a band uh, a couple years ago. Uh, you know, up until yeah, oh my god, it was seven years ago. I'm old, and uh, I had a song called "Bad at Video Games," and this was one of the songs that, or one of the games <laughs> that that song was w- that was featured in that in that song. The second verse is all about Goldeneye mm-hmm. and how I'm bad at how I get lost because this was also the first like multiplayer shooter where I would just get lost in the maze Ah. and uh, and I'm just bad. And I just, you know, at some point you have to come to terms with the fact that you're bad at video games. And I did not finish this game. I got to the train level on easy mode and spent literally four hours trying to cut a hole in the floor. (laughs) And uh, then I decided, you know what? I think this is, I think this is the brick wall that I'm not going to pass. (laughs)
3: Yeah, your experience was very similar to mine. Um, How far did you get? Less far than that. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was bad. I'll say straight off, I don't like shooters in general. Like, Hmm. that's just not my genre. To my way of thinking, like, the least interesting mechanic you could possibly put in a video game is shooting someone. Because it's it's literally the simplest, most brain-dead thing you could ever build a game around. You just point at a place on the screen, and then you press a button, and the guy dies. And that's it. And that's what you're going to... Like, there are so many more interesting things. There's so many more interesting mechanics that exist that you can, like, build on or create or, like, link together to make something that's a lot more interesting. Well, my answer so, to that would be
4: sometimes the other the guy you point at and he and click a button and he dies sometimes he's trying to do the same thing to you and that's where the tension (laughs) comes from successful yeah i mean i would say like but i don't like shooters aren't my favorite game i don't think i'd say my favorite game is probably like jrpgs right now for whatever reason i'm just really into them but because
3: they're great I just I was like, Stewart, because they're, like, free, because they're I, uh, much better than shooters. I was I
4: beat 007 Golden Knife very quickly, and then I was like, oh man, I like I, I'm starting Bower Man for next week. I'm gonna do all this stuff, and like I got some free time right now. Like school's kind of slowed down. I'm gonna start a JRPG. It's like really <laughs> casually. Just start a JRPG.
3: And you are describing my exact. I'm in the middle of like two different JRPGs right now.
4: <laughs> I got th- I got Good done with luck. 007 Golden Knife. I was like. Oh,
3: I Shining Force or uh, Shining Residence
4: Free Frame is on sale. Hmm.
3: Oh, hello, Anna. Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. So, oh, when's the Shining so Speaking
2: of, when's the Shining Force episode?
3: Uh, oh. in five years
4: when we.
0: <laughs> hey, the first one's not that long. Yeah, but that's yeah. It's also it, good it, ass it was,
3: good game. Was, I think it was a great game. and I are
4: both in a constant state of trying to find a. A jrpg we can beat in two weeks
3: yeah <laughs> yeah basically oh. Oh, we so just true. about kind of almost did it with golden sun and then we were I, like yeah, yeah that, that was, was way too much effort yeah that Overlad. was like
4: right like we all finished i think right under the wire <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think what happened was all like three of us finished the episode and then the skype call started like a minute <laughs> later yep,
0: exactly <laughs> was close to it
3: yeah <laughs> i i finished a little sooner but only because i was anticipating playing it so i started like three weeks ahead of time
0: i started ahead of time too on that one it was yeah. uh
3: stefan was was playing the golden sun with leon and claire in it <laughs>
0: that
4: time. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, i mean again, cool. if, if you were it, i would have been so.
0: <laughs> cool. Oh,
2: stefan, I've, off our... I've definitely played through the first shining force game in a week i just i want to say i definitely have that's one oh, of that's those true. games that i've i've powered through before
4: I think it's it's on our
2: list of <laughs> wants.
4: <laughs> Want to try it? <laughs> right. You know, I figure you
2: guys. I put twenty hours into uh, into Goldeneye these past two weeks, hmm. and still only got two two thirds of the way through the game.
4: Yeah, I should check to see what my like actual time played was, because I I was just I was burning through this early game. I remember these levels so well still.
3: The early um, game is Well bully for you, Stu. <laughs> bully well for some you, of us too.
4: didn't have a game system and the only game at the friend's house that was fun was Goldeneye seven. I mean I played I got I beat the
0: game on Agent. I was trying to go through on Secret Agent, but it kept well Bunker 2 can is hell because oh, they yeah. just don't stop responding. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'll skip bunker two, I'll do statue. And I was doing statue, but my my cartridge I um, can't see what I'm doing with my hands. Quotations. Um, the gates wouldn't open after I finished the level, so I'm like, "Screw <laughs> this! I'm done." So then I just, I'm like, you know what? I played enough of this game. I got enough to talk about. I've seen enough. I'm done. So I stopped there.
3: I'm I mean, glad. But, I'm too. glad I'm not the only one who had that experience. This is this has been this has been very healing for me. Very healing <laughs> experience. Thank you.
1: You guys, you guys actually have nothing to complain about. When <laughs> I had this game, when I was. Uh... When did it come out again? 97? 97. 97. Yeah. I would play multiplayer with all my friends in my room with four controllers <laughs> on a 13-inch television screen. Oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> it was, like, the only way you could play. Back on the old, shitty, standard-deaf TVs that uh... yeah, everybody had two
3: inches of screen that they were allowed to use. <laughs> Which I can't even imagine because, like, even... so, I have It's a all nice... you had. It's <laughs> all I have a we nice, had, like... DJ. I have a nice normally sized flat screen, okay? Mm. I also have an original N64, and I got specially an actual cartridge just for this playthrough. <laughs> and I put it in, I turned it on, and it looks like dog crap. Yeah, it's, it's It just <laughs> looks like, it's just, it's awful. Everything's gray, the draw distance is like two feet. You can't see anything. You, it, you, you to,
2: gotta have a CRT TV. It looks so much God. better on a CRT TV. God. I am not even joking. I had <laughs> until until relatively recently. I had my retro gaming setup plugged into a CRT TV with the, the the regular flat, you know, it's like the couch, then the CRT TV, and then the regular flat screen, so <laughs> I could watch Netflix. I almost I almost reset up the the CRT TV setup for this, but I did run out of time because. Work has mandatory overtime, but that's another. <laughs>
0: I mean, well, all of us but DJ I think had the rose-colored glasses for the nostalgic for this game. Like I thought, the yeah, game I game looked have fine.
3: no I mean, nostalgia for this whatsoever, which is
0: good because we needed that. We're all <laughs> yeah. like, "Hey, this game yeah, is fun." And I'm
3: like, "You guys oh, are all fawning over this game." I'm like, "What? What are you seeing here? <laughs> what are you seeing?" <laughs> that what we see. It's seeing. what we saw. So,
4: the memories, DJ. The memories. <laughs> oh, so okay. another thing. Another thing about arguments this game with one v one golden gun matches.
3: <laughs> By I, the way. I, can we just talk really quick about the controls and how <laughs> God awful they are Man, and how they were just in general? I'm just going to say in general, nobody should ever have to play a shooter with right stick aiming with, with nobody with should their, ever
4: have to do anything with a Nintendo 64 controller anymore. Okay? I know people were, have this yes. weird like people have this weird love of the N64 controller of like how sure. great it is now and like yeah it worked when it worked but that's something i feel like even nostalgia can't cover like that controller so, was <laughs> such So first a of all terrible first terrible question eye.
2: you aimed in this game? Yeah i did. I I, uh, I, I,
4: <laughs> I did i just
2: used the auto aim.
1: So yeah, yeah i can't believe you guys auto
2: aim as well.
4: <laughs> I uh, I, I kill I would say like 80% of the kills i got were with the aiming features. How? I
1: just, like, it
4: just doesn't I'm give me enough time <laughs> like <laughs> quick what you got? Like you can't like really go out of your way to do it. You have to pretty much get your. You got to pretty much get whatever you're shooting at in the center of your screen, and then just use the auto aim really quickly, to, like pop up at the end. See,
3: I didn't even know there was auto aim. I was trying yeah. to aim. So, <laughs> oh that's, wow, that's why. Okay, well here's I mean, what you happened. have to use
4: the auto aim for. Like the the turrets. The turrets are just too hard to get with auto aim. quick I hit the turrets? Standards. Yeah, with
3: the aiming. Yeah. But, that's well, it. okay. Here's what I did. I played the first level. I died. I said, "Fuck this," and then I loaded up. I loaded up the uh, hacked emulator that makes it so that you can use a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> oh, there you go. And then I just you played can... the game that way.
4: <laughs> I can't. I don't understand how you did those with a mouse and keyboard because I did this with a mouse and keyboard a couple of years ago, and it's just like it just wasn't working for me. I have to use a controller for it.
0: I mean, when I first picked up a sixty-four, I don't controller, understand that. <laughs> for this game i mean it felt so weird i like i didn't know how to hold it again i'm like it's been too long my brain can't yeah. comprehend this like you just
4: and- you pick the game up somebody hands you a controller first thing you do is you pause it you go to settings and you turn it to the second controller scheme which is solitaire which i still remember right. because that was the that was essentially the um left, yeah that was like left control like the, the analog stick moves you and then the c buttons are your aiming so right. it's more of a, a modern controller setup and that was like the easiest to use
2: So with that setup, does it, if you go, if you left on the stick, would strafe?
4: Like with the standard setup, it had the weird thing of left and right on the stick strafes, up and down, moved your camera up and down for some reason. And then with the other, with the C buttons rather than a controller, it was like that up and back moved you forwards and backwards and left and right moved your camera. so
2: awkward. I must have used, I must have used solitaire then. Because I I messed around with the different control schemes. I also was using a uh, Retro Fighters modern N64 controller. It was a Kickstarter thing that I backed uh, about a year ago where it plugs into an N64, but they move the buttons around. So it's more like like a GameCube or an Xbox 360 controller. That makes all N64 games infinitely easier. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, and, I actually, and yet, I
2: still only got two thirds of the way through the game on easy.
1: Well, <laughs> treating treating it with the solitaire controls is actually just like playing like Doom if you yeah. use the straight a lot. So it actually kind of makes sense. To use them that way.
4: Yeah, it's just way easier.
1: I Speaking of uh, Doom, did anyone find any hidden walls they could move or click on?
4: Um, no, I didn't this time. This time around, no. I mean, I you know. can, that's how you have to beat Aztec. So I only like did oh, that on Aztec.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, there
2: yeah. the one, one of the times that you rescued Natalia and she tries to kill herself.
5: There's a uh, hidden door in there's a, there
2: was a hidden it. door in that one. Yeah, <laughs> I. It just took me back to a room that I had already been to, <laughs> so I was really frustrated. But it's uh, a
0: it's a secret. If I this is all from memory. If I remember correctly, there's a secret way to get into the room she's in an archive where you come behind the guard and you shoot him. But I couldn't, yeah. I was looking for it. Cause like, again, yeah. I played this game. So Probably much as like it. a
4: speed run. Cause I know the people who there's still people that speed run this game. And a lot of it is like getting through the secret walls or finding a way to place yeah. the so, map.
2: So I, I got really good at most of the train level to the point where I watched <laughs> a speed run. And I think the speed run took longer than, than it took me to get to the end of the level. But then I still couldn't freaking cut through the goddamn floor. And one time I did cut through the floor, but Natalia didn't get out, didn't follow me out fast enough. She was busy. So I hacking failed the mission. No, she had already hacked the computer. She was like, "I'm gonna
0: come after you." Oh, I love AI that. is not the most intelligent <laughs> in this game. Sometimes it has not much.
4: aged particularly well. <laughs> yeah. That, so, although I mean, it was still impressive at the time. At the time of everything, like, wow, these enemies, like, they know where I am. They're coming for me. They, they they open doors yeah. to come get me. Oh,
3: and they're directly behind me with no warning mm-hmm. and they just shot away half my health. That's good. Just, I like yeah. it. it's, just, it's just
2: like Dark Souls. <laughs> hey, but Oh, Dark yeah. Souls
3: is no, no, I'm sorry. Please please indicate to me where in Dark Souls there's there's hit scan. Where is the hit scan in Dark Souls, sir? I don't know what that word means. I don't <laughs> It basically means it's it's how shooters started working sort of after Doom, where instead of visible bullets that traveled across the screen, basically as soon as you click the button, you damage them. Like it, there's no actual projectile. It's oh, just that's okay. that's one of the things I really dislike about shooters. There <laughs> was an issue just with you just uh... you will take damage. There's no avoiding it. You will get shot because it's hit scan. There's nothing to dodge.
4: Wasn't I mean, that the issue with Hanzo and Overwatch where he could shoot people behind walls? Because I mean, if it's his, bullets the hitbox though, that he had with the scan on his arrows was like so stupid, big if it's and bullets, though, away. you can't
3: dodge bullets like in I real mean, life.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, exactly. Unless but you're I Neo. Think about, think about earlier, that's, that's the point. Oh. Because earlier in game history, thinking about something like Mega Man, where there were physical bullets that traveled across the screen and you right. could dodge those, and it was like that feels like a much more fair challenge because you can see what's coming at you and you are given a chance to avoid it. Whereas
4: <laughs> the I challenge I have a pet peeve about games- was Being able to hit somebody yeah. with
3: your hand. I, I have a pet peeve about games where you can get hit just without warning, like not even having the indication that someone was going to attack you. Like <laughs> that just to me does not feel like good game design at all. See, that's why um, I
4: like some games. Exactly. Like like PUBG works really well on that idea of like just stay hidden. Like the game is really about staying hidden. And if you see somebody before they see you, you've got them. If somebody sees you before you see them, they've got you. The idea isn't like the difficulties in shooting somebody. It's not getting seen before you have to shoot Okay, them.
3: that see that that I'm okay with. I like, think that works really if that's well what for games like around that then that's fine. But literally like there are some shooters, including this one, where literally you just walk <laughs> around and then you get hit, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I just got hit."
4: Well, this I'm is gonna, gonna, gonna be like, we're gonna need like five more podcasts to explain. Well, you need to why it, shooters are fun to DJ. So, so
3: this is okay.
2: So, I'm gonna say
3: why sorry, I think man, it's like dark. I'm sorry, Sips. man. That's it. That sort of shit's a, a <laughs> so, pet peeve of mine. Like that's so the this reason. Is, okay, that's the reason I never liked the ATV so system in <laughs> in Final Fantasy games. I don't like that I can get hit while I'm in menus. That doesn't feel fair to me. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's definitely pretty good thing. I got Probably hit a lot
2: in men- while I was in menus when I was playing Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> there is no so, <laughs> positive Dark Souls. So, uh, so <laughs> the reason, the reason that, that I'm saying that it's like Dark Souls, when after you die a million times in Dark Souls and you finally get through a thing, it's because you have all the little traps and tricks memorized. Yeah, And so... Like for example, in the fucking train level, because I I'm t- I keep bringing it up because I played it for six hours. Um, like there there is there is a spot like that where you walk by and there's a bunch of locked doors. You're you know it's a corridor because it's a train. And there's a bunch of locked doors, and when you get to a certain point, then the guys come out and shoot you. Well. I had that memorized so I knew exactly when they were going to come out and I would turn around and they do take, if it's on easy mode, they take like five seconds to pull their gun up so you have a chance to shoot them. Yeah. So that's where the, I mean, I totally get what you're saying about the dot being able to dodge and stuff, but I think there is something to the game design there still. Right. I I I I agree. I mean, there
3: is, that's what more recent stuff like, for example, Cuphead is built around. It's built around bullshit that you didn't see coming, but you die and then very very quickly you get to try again and it's all about building up that sort of knowledge of what's coming at you the thing for me personally and i get that this this isn't for this isn't how it is for everyone once you are in a 3d first person perspective for me that gets way harder mm-hmm. like for whatever reason it's just way <laughs> harder for me to have a grasp on my environment when I am in a, a first person perspective. Like it comes
4: down to games, giving you like, like cues and stuff. I mean, like Tomb Raider does it brilliantly with the, uh, the traps where you can see them in your, in Tomb Raider vision, which you have for some reason, or, uh, like you'll see like, you know, traps on the walls, things will shine, like stuff like that is what calls out those, those instances. It's like, okay, this killed me before. And it's got like a little red box above it. And now I know whenever I see that little red box, I need to be on edge. So, and the the other thing is about, so
2: it's interesting you you mentioned the first person perspective. I do feel like modern games have favored third person perspective over first person Mm -hmm. perspective a lot. So that may be like where
3: you're like. It's just, there's something whatever. there's something so disorienting about it to me. (laughs) I just, yeah. So as long as I always play
4: first person if I can. (laughs) I play first person in like battle royale games. I think I'm one of the few people that does that.
2: When I when I played this game, when I started playing it, the the first it was actually a couple years ago when I like first got my Nintendo sixty four and got into stuff, and I played this through this game. My first feeling was like, oh, this feels like, and I said Doom, although I never actually played Doom when I was a kid. <laughs> I played Wolfenstein and I played a bunch of Doom yeah, knockoffs. Everyone knows what Doom
4: felt like, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, like this is, but you I was like, this a is,
4: game that was based on Doom. Yeah,
2: yep. yeah, like like it. There is no jumping. You are walking around mazes. You are shooting. Uh, there is a little bit, yeah. There is a little bit more 3D in this, but it's not like I mean, Dark Forces has platforming in it, which is no platforming is pretty hard. <laughs> you can't see
4: your feet. Yeah, platforming is one of those Platform. things that's only just now gotten really good. <laughs> and in first-person for shooters, yeah, in general, I think. I mean, platforming in games, like there's some games built around it, like Mario that have worked well, but just like whenever you have a platforming as a secondary feature in a game. That's one of those things. It's just, it's taken years to get that right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think, and I think the the third person perspective makes platforming a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can see your feet, you can see the platforms. Yeah. Um, And so, like, I was like, so I will say I was like very comfortable. I was like, oh, this is, you know, I know what this is. Now I was bad at it. And then there, and the part that I got stuck at, like, the stuff that I got stuck on was not shooting enemies, Mm. especially because I was on easy mode, it was clunky puzzles. Yeah, we need to talk about
4: Mirror's Edge at some point. That's another show, but that game did so much to push platforming uh, forward in first person. Oh, <laughs> uh, another thing that like
0: I thought was really cool about the game we haven't that we hadn't mentioned yet is in the different difficulties, besides the enemies being more assholes, uh you had you had different objectives, which I thought were yeah. really cool.
3: additional
4: objectives, yeah. Additional objectives and a double O agent. I I don't think they did it as much in the other ones, but double O agent you'd have See, like constantly, three guys coming after you if you set the alarms off.
3: That was that was the part of the formula I actually kind of liked, you know, because this is a formula, this sort of uh, mission based shooter. This is something they developed <laughs> further that we saw later in like Perfect Dark and Time Splitters and stuff like that. So like uh, the more
4: modern variants, I'd say, are like
3: Splinter Cell. <laughs> this was the first time they did that. And I feel like I would much better like the sort of later versions of this formula where they sort of worked out the kinks. Cause it's very difficult to know. It's a lot of trial and error as to what you're even supposed to do, like what they're referring to. Um, Or like, like, or like you'll you'll finish, you'll finish all of your objectives and then you'll be like, okay, I finished the objectives and the mission isn't over. What do I do? And like you, like there, there were a couple, there were a couple levels where I never found the exit. Where it's was just like, okay, I I know I did all the objectives. I just don't know where to. Like, I've checked every door. I can't leave. What <laughs> the fuck? It is.
4: Um, it's, it's a maze. You just gotta feel like yeah. you gotta like remember where you were and get
3: out. I always like that. In this that game. sort of. I I'm not a fan of that sort of maze like level design, man.
4: This game doesn't give you a map. I think a map would probably go a long way towards helping it. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah. This, even. this is something that but I. This think... is like this is a
4: this was a base game that's been you know, improved upon greatly already.
3: By the way, that is a running problem with rare. And with the people (laughs) who worked there, who have gone on to do other things, is that they are, they are convinced that their levels don't need maps when they very much need maps. (laughs) Are you telling me that Bonsai
4: barber for the WiiWare needs a map? That's the last thing that uh, Martin Hollis did. (laughs) A joke that some,
0: I know at least one person listening to the show will get. I never knew this, so I had the Wikipedia opened up. David Doak is the writer of the game, and there's a guy yeah. in the in facility, Dr. Doak, that gives you the door decoder on Secret Agent and double I mean, this, play. Yeah. Agent.
3: This I this game also knew just that.
4: filled with uh, all the all the enemies in the games so that are all based on the developers. Every face you see in the game is like a developer or somebody who yeah, worked Rare on
3: the game. Rare did a lot of that,
4: didn't they? First person shooters would go on to just continue doing that, too. I mean, Halo, you can find Halo, all the Halo games are just packed with like the developers or people they like and just stuff like that like little easter eggs. Yeah. I feel like that became like a it became kind of like a staple of uh gaming in general. It's, hey, we need we want to find a way to get everyone's faces in here. Make them the enemies. I think another reason why this game is also so,
0: you know, revered
4: is because it never
0: got re-released and it never will. You will never be able to play it other than the 64 cartridges unless you other ways, but it never got Well, there's, there's the
4: Wii version that's not as good. There's a Wii there's a Wii version uh, yeah, that's Wii was not a really the Nintendo console that game. came out after. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about the one that didn't get released, right? No, no, no. The, there's no, a Goldeneye 007 remake that came out yeah. on the Wii. It's Oh, you That's terrible. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's it's okay, but it's, it's one of not. those things where like they tried to capture the essence of this game and you know, it's like DJ said like we have nostalgia for this game. That's why we love it. Or that's why yeah. I love it at least. Um, I enjoyed
0: it, but I, would... I
4: like I genuinely love this game because I just remember playing it at friends' houses and I have this like history with it it was the first game I ever played it's like ingrained in what kinds of games I play now and stuff like just how I would go about I'd go to a friend's house and we'd like sit down we'd play multiplayer all day that became like a thing that I just I do now I just go I just play games with friends like that's such an important starting point to such an important part of what I how I have fun so like, I have that nostalgia for going back and playing that game. But when you go back and play the Wii version of it, it's like, it's not, it's just not the same. It's like, it's a different game. It's like pretending to be it. And I think their issue was like, they probably had a really big argument developing it over. Do we want this game to be more accurate and to hold on to that, like nostalgia factor? Or do we want to try to make it like really modern ands? do we want like, to make it playable? Yeah. Do we want? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do we want to make it like fun to play, or do we want to go for that nostalgia factor? It's I not, mean, I think most we games they decided they game.
2: didn't want to make them
4: playable. Yeah. They wanted <laughs> it true. to be a terrible. Experience. This is true. But it's like, um, it, it's one of those like issues you always come up with when you try to remake anything, and it's it's hard to nail that like balance between playability and you know leaving in all the old jank so that people still love it.
3: Okay, we'll come back to this in a future episode when we uh, discuss the Metroid (laughs) Prime Trilogy, because...
4: Well, I mean, we we played Resident Evil 2. (laughs) We talked about a little bit, we talked about Capcom's ability to remake a game, why that's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Resident Evil games are so... They play so much better now than they ever did in the past, but they still have, like, enough of that kind of weirdness about them. that
3: Because, yeah, you still can't yeah. move and shoot at the same time. You still yeah. have that really restrictive inventory system. Like, they kept all the stuff that's yeah. actually important. The while, writing
4: is still kind of goofy. Yeah. Like, they made yeah. the writing better, but it's still, like, just a little goofy. And it's really hard to nail that
3: They know exactly what the experience is. They're just doing a more refined version yeah. of it.
4: It's, that's a very difficult thing to do. And I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to say like, like the, who uh it was Activision and Eurocom, I think that made the Wii one. And it's not like they did a bad job. They didn't make like a bad game. They just didn't make a game that, they just didn't have that balance there. It's not bad. It's just, it's not the same. It's, it can never be the same. I mean, like, this is a game that I feel like, uh, you know, like DJ ran
0: into, you know, he had no rose colored glasses and he really didn't enjoy it that much. Yeah.
3: yeah. Where for I don't. Of see us, you guys. Sorry.
0: Which no, I mean, I, I know, like when I was playing it and I'm I'm having fun, I know it was all just me oh, yeah. experiencing my, you know, being a kid again. I mean, that's all it was. Like this game
4: wasn't, it, it <laughs> doesn't hold up anymore. You don't play this game <laughs> to have fun. You play this <laughs> game because yeah.
3: because Honestly, you know it was I,
4: difficult. You know, like you played as a kid for some reason. You just want to go. Here's
3: back to that. here's the thing. I actually want one of you guys to put like Perfect Dark or Time Splitters game on the list now. Because I,
4: pl- I played, okay, so a couple years ago I went back and I played 007 Golden Knight and Perfect Dark. I will say Perfect Dark while slightly better still has a lot of
3: issues. Okay, let's skip that one then. So yeah.
4: it's, I mean, so it's I...
3: fun to play. It's, it'd be worth
4: playing, but it still has like a lot of the same weirdness about it.
3: So I did want to
2: uh, to bring this up, and this is something that probably ha- that somebody has to bring up on every single podcast of a, yeah. about a retro game ever. But you do have to remember that This game came out in a world and it was made for people who had two games for their N64. Yeah. You know, and they were not trying to play through the entire campaign in one week. The way that you would play through, I mean, this is a a, a Dark Souls, it's a get good. So you'd, you know, you'd play through the first level on Agent and then the second level on Agent. And then the third level, you get stuck. So then you'd play through the first level on Secret Agent and the second level on Secret Agent. And then you do, you know, just sort of very, very slowly working your way through the game and probably put, you know, 50 or 100 hours into it by the time you get to the end, as
3: opposed to just kind of trying to power yeah, through it. No, I'm I'm perfectly yeah. aware of that. And I, I I get that, like, a lot of my frustration with this game is because I'm an adult who's trying to play yeah. through it in a week so I can talk about it on on a podcast, yes. but also in a less general way you know, I'm an adult now and this is how games have sort of changed in general uh, Mm. over the course of our lifetimes is that the audience has grown up, they have less free time, and there's sort of less tolerance for games that require that degree of learning and that kind of time investment to even, like, get through. Like, like, essentially, we're talking about a six-hour game that takes a few months to get through.
1: Well, speaking, speaking to that as well, I mean, if you look at all the unlockable levels and guns, all of that would be DLC today.
3: Yeah. That's very true. Uh, like,
1: Plus yeah. If you want a golden gun, you got to pay a yeah. dollar. If you want to yeah. play Aztec, five no, bucks. No,
4: no, sorry, Stefan, it wouldn't be DLC. It would be a chance of an unlockable release yeah. in a loot box is what it would be oh, you yeah. Yeah.
1: it's or you play it's, for 40 hours smart.
4: and then you get one loot box and there's a 1.01% chance of it being a golden gun and a yeah. 95% chance of unlocking that Natalia skin that you already have seven of
2: especially uh, if EA had the license yeah <laughs> well yeah, that's not, no. you brought not. that up.
0: I mean EA got the license right after this but Rare had it for five years this is the only game they made though during that five year time yeah which I didn't know that either hmm that's... I'm I'm looking up stuff as we're talking. Yeah, I mean, uh,
4: uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Perfect Dark didn't come out for until 2000, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was three years. Yeah. I mean,
0: I have really good memories of Perfect Dark, but so when we if we do eventually, I'm, I mean, I'll be in the same boat so yeah. <laughs> and all the nostalgic.
4: Yeah. Basically, any game we play from the 64 era is gonna be difficult because oh uh, uh, yeah, it's it's that it's like the end of that kind of. It's not like the hard end, but it's like, you know, right on the edge of the end of like the 2D games being like the main thing that people played. And right before 3D games were like taking off and everybody had a 3D game. Well, it's right, like
3: right before we really had the hang of it. Yeah, like, well, like it's like this... it's because it was
4: like I don't say it's the end of 2D games, but it's like right at the end of their pop, like of their biggest popularity where it's like, OK, 2D games yeah. have been around for a while. This is like the era where everybody's learned how to make a really good 2d game and now we're changing the entire formula and it's 3d it's going to take a while to get three to the same
3: level
2: which which is why i think goldeneye holds up actually pretty well because at its core it is an it is an iteration off of you know wolfenstein and doom yeah. and and, and you know introduce some new elements but it but at it's hard it's a you know it's a game where you're running around with a hand with a gun
3: yeah,
4: the fact that it was 3D wasn't the main. Like, it was a big selling point, but yeah, it's it's still like basically Doom.
3: Well, I mean, uh, another big s- selling it's a point was another big sell point was it's Bond. Yeah, and
4: it's not just Bond; it's GoldenEye. It's GoldenEye. It's the new Bonds.
0: Yeah, and lots of Bond references throughout this game. Oh yeah. Just, I didn't know about. I, them. Yeah, I mean,
4: even the uh, this like the unlockable multiplayer characters you can get Jaws and um, Baron Samedi, who are the you know Odd previous job. Bond, yeah, Odd Odd job. Job. previous Bond characters. Um, this, this game was like it was it was uh, like a retelling of GoldenEye, and it was also kind of like a love letter to the old Bonds. I mean, the Moonraker yeah. laser showing up and the gold, the Golden Gun. It was just I mean, like all the thing things we... you know about Bond, all the like iconic things are going to be yeah. thrown in here.
3: Okay, so here is here's something I wanted to briefly touch on. Mostly before this week, mostly what I I had mostly only seen the Daniel Craig Bond movies, Mm -hmm. and that was when they sort of started distancing themselves from like. The goofiness and maybe the less savory aspects of the character. Oh no, that was Goldeneye, my friend. Goldeneye <laughs> M sits down uh, with Bond and calls no, him a misogynistic No, GoldenEye, Goldeneye still has some real 90s cheese. It definitely does, like but some that like Goldeneye nice was the first Bond thick. to push it away from okay, yeah. we're gonna no, have no, female protagonists. And
4: and I might point out, Bond had thought, <laughs> because this is worth saying, Isabel uh Score, whose name I cannot say Isabel Skorupko. Natalia. Natalia Sinovka was not just a lead uh female character in a Bond film. Not only was she like half of the main characters, but she was a computer genius. Like that's so
3: rare.
1: I, I think the okay. word you guys are looking for is it wasn't pulp anymore. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah.
3: Here's well, here's the point I was getting at is because I wanted to compare this movie to what people consider quote unquote classic bond i watched goldfinger and oh, then i watched goldeneye amazing and movie bond okay you and i have <laughs> some very different t- takeaways because bond bond in goldfinger is much less what i imagined as Bond than um Bond and Goldeneye. Bond mm-hmm. and Goldeneye is what I imagine. Okay, that's that's James Bond. Because Bond and Goldfinger is just like <laughs> a horny drunk idiot <laughs> yeah. who fucks up everything yeah. and only wins fights by literally he only wins fights by just picking up and throwing whatever happens to be next to him yep. at the time.
0: That's the early movies. That's <laughs> You're just like, describing I Sean
3: Connery. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, like, I made a joke in the group where I was like, oh, being Bond, I'm like, oh, you mean you just accidentally you get caught all the time and accidentally, you know, <laughs> yeah. win situation? That's what it was. Like you he
5: wasn't just a drunken great. asshole so womanizer dumb. storming it's your so way through everything.
4: Hey, well, on. it's like every <laughs> every bond also has its own little thing. Like that was Sean yeah. Sean Connery's big thing was like how kind of ridiculous. Like people always say like oh his was the more serious than roger moore's but like no. sean connery no. was like way up there in terms of no he's just uh like a drunk asshole you can the tell like you can tell he's a lot of, yeah you can so, tell like, he's been drinking quite a he- quite heavily while filming he's got his toupee yeah. on You he's he's, yeah. talk,
0: mr bond no i expect you to die yeah <laughs> i could quote goldfinger all day but i'm not just
2: that's the <laughs> only <laughs> line i know from goldfinger uh, wow. So, so I think part of the reason that the Daniel Craig movies, at least the, this is like what people on the internet say, part of their movies the the reason the Daniel Craig movies moved away from the sort of the misogyny and the whatever. I didn't see any of the Daniel Craig movies, but uh, I ha- I did see the best uh, Austin Powers movie. Austin Power, or sorry, the be- I was gonna make a joke. <laughs> Austin Powers uh, is the best Bond movie. <laughs>
1: It's pretty yeah, that there. was my joke. It's okay. It's okay. okay. I'll, I'll smooth it there. out. You got there. You and... got <laughs> there. You'll so, get the gist. Anyway, get, getting back to the game, did you guys have a favorite level that you guys like to play? Because I think mine was the cradle.
4: Uh, Frigate, by far. Specifically because on Frigate, you get the dual phantoms, and that was my favorite gun. And I thought that was, those two things were like really um, the coolest guns ever. The two SMGs that each had 50 rounds, and you could just never stop firing.
1: I think it would be the frigate if I didn't have to save hostages. That's that's the only downside for me on that level. Just, uh, just, just play uh, it get, on easy mode.
4: Just get good at aiming.
1: I, um, I <laughs> like surface.
4: Surface. Awesome. I'm surprised you didn't say jungle, because jungle is the easiest level.
3: No, like, man, what the surface? F- what the hell? man, surface You're... was actually cool. Like, first of all, again, these are the level designs that I like, that I think are okay. the level designs that... Rare should gravitate more toward if they're not going to put maps in their games because it's this, again, we went over this a little bit in the Banjo-Kazooie episode. It's this nice, big, open, centralized area that's arranged around the big satellite dish. Mm-hmm. and. You can actually get up on these towers and you can look around and you can see and you can look in the sniper rifle and pick guys off and you can go and break into the cabins and ransack the place and find things. And I okay. thought it was awesome. Like that was the that was the most fun I had with that game was uh, was the surface level. Surface is a good level. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's definitely a good level. I would say the surface too is a little creepy as well in the nighttime. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, it's like yeah. a re- almost yeah, it does have a very horror vibe to it, even though there's no zombies
4: or anything. But that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, you just can't see. It's got kind of like that. Not only does it have the draw distance of the game, but like the the kind of mist that's everywhere. It's just super creepy. I mean, for some reason, it's like Silent I really... Hill is just this huge <laughs> open area, but you can't see anything in the distance.
0: I like caverns a lot. I mean, I just played on agent, so I didn't. I know it gets harder, but I just like the look at
4: that level when I was a kid, and I still like to look at that level as an adult. Yeah, that, yeah. like all the levels too were so wildly different looking too. Oh I yeah, I feel like that really played into like how. And- Interesting, they all were.
0: They're almost all in the movie, except for really launch silo number four is the only one that, yeah, real in caverns that aren't in the movie in any shape or form.
4: Yeah, I mean, you don't go back to the bunker in the movie either. <laughs> no,
0: but yeah, there it's, is yeah. a bunker.
4: There you don't is go to the bunker, bunker at yeah. all
3: in the
0: movie,
4: but uh, yeah, the bunker yeah. is the Golden knife facility that gets blown up in Severnaya. Yeah, but yeah,
3: they they they, at... they they took some real
4: liberties here, but again, yeah. it's it's like old Cold War era building in the movie it's or the game it's like very clean and yeah
2: i i liked the streets level because i just got the
4: tank
3: sweet. and just ran over everybody yeah
2: this oh, game okay. had a vehicle okay, that
3: that was that was what that was actually my favorite part of the movie where he's just like in this awesome. tank just completely stone-faced just totally <laughs> yeah. deadpan in a tank literally <laughs> plowing <laughs> through buildings he has one like moment. oh my god he, yes more he, of he has this one please. moment
4: where he smirks and that's when the He's driving his tank. If anyone hasn't seen the movie, they need to, because he's driving his tank to the city. He crashes through <laughs> a statue yep. of the yep. guy on a horse. And It's
3: just on top of the tank. It's on now. his tank, yep. and <laughs> it, he hits a uh, he hits like one of
4: those like skyways, and the horse gets stuck in it and falls down and crushes two cop cars. And because it's like you know a cheesy '90s movie, you see the cops get out and yeah. like run away like they're fine, even though their cars are completely destroyed. At some point, he runs over a cop car with his tank, and the cop gets out of the crushed cop car and is fine. <laughs> How does that work? But, uh, yeah, like, the, <laughs> the horse falls in the two cop cars, and this is the only time he isn't stone-faced. He looks back at the two cop cars and turns around, fixes the tie, and smirks, and drives off like, <laughs> like, like,
3: <laughs> like, Jesus, Bond, you crazy bastard. I mean, uh, yeah, I I I loved that. that and was, then he that was up on a
4: train with a tank. <laughs>
3: It's I like, like that train. yeah no this is that was like mm-hmm. that's the perfect balance between like the sort of suave like debonair slick bond and then just the 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 Connery version who's just batshit insane that's and literally
4: essential like, bond movie it's got a little bit yeah. of everything it's got the campiness it's got the cheesiness but it also it pushes everything forward oh, and man, it and it's got
3: dad jokes
4: yeah, yeah. it's
3: got every <laughs> single one of Pierce Brosnan's one-liners is a, it's just a dad joke caliber, just awful. It's just still got um I was <laughs> so just slapping my forehead the entire movie.
1: Can we can we mention the cue joke where he picks up his sandwich? Yes.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. No, I saw that coming from a mile away. He's like, <laughs> yeah. don't touch that. It's my lunch. And I was like, I I literally mouthed the words as he said it. <laughs> Never seen the movie before. I was like. I know exactly what this joke is. You can't beat you I've it seen this joke it's so many times. You need to watch the
0: Roger Moore movies. If you yeah. if you think this was campy, watch the Roger Moore ones. Oh, yeah. But Roger like Roger is I so enjoyed, different honestly? too because he's
4: so straight faced in those movies. Yeah. Like Roger Moore exists to be a straight man for the campiness of those movies, and it's just this weird balance of Roger Moore dressed as a, a clown but being completely serious about it. <laughs> like guys are throwing knives at him. Yep. <laughs>
3: Man, I need to. Which one is that? I need to see. Um, this is that Spy Who Loved Me? Or is uh, that, uh, yeah,
4: uh, I think so. I, my favorite is Never Let Die. My favorite will always be Never Let Die.
0: Actually, I have a comment about that later. Um, other thing I wanted to say: what, like, I, I didn't play the Aztec or Egypt level. I think Stuart's the only one here that suffered that that wonderful <laughs> fate. Um, we want We haven't mentioned those at all. And I oh, think yeah, those so cool.
4: you beat the game, and then you've got to beat the game again, or certain levels on like a time frame, and that gets you uh, Egypt and Aztec. Or Aztec in Egypt. First, you get no. Aztec. You just gotta
0: beat it on Secret Agent, Double Agent, respectively.
4: I think. Uh, don't you have to beat I all thought. the levels in three minutes to get your chips? No, I. I don't. I think those are just for all the cheats. Uh, oh, okay. Waiting. Yeah, those are to get the cheats. All right. I'm so, man. yeah, Aztec is essentially a uh, level made off of Moonraker. Um, you're in the this Aztec like this old Aztec ruin. With Jaws and a bunch of guys dressed in, you know, yellow jumpsuits carrying lasers. And you gotta steal the guidance system for a rocket and then set it off. And it's, um... Like, these two extra levels are so difficult. They exist more as, like, hey, you finally beat the game. Here's a, like, here's a real challenge for you. And they're, uh... They're real difficult. Boy, I, I went back and... I got through Aztec pretty easily. For, like, I... And I... Don't consider that skill. I consider that luck. I think I just really lucked out in terms of like the enemies kind of losing me. I just how I played was I we, we mentioned this earlier in the messages because we were talking about how to play the game. Um, mm-hmm. And I just I kept moving. I kept like ducking behind things and using the lean because this game does have a lean function. Yeah, gaming use the lean a lot. Use like just to, like pop out. Yep, if you are aiming and you like go to move left or right, you lean left and right.
0: I never knew that. Yeah. Really?
4: It's uh super helpful to get like the the um turrets and some of the enemies live like pretty far back.
0: Yeah, that pretty... would have made this easier.
4: Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> uh so I use the like the lean pretty much on every corner and I got through Aztec, no problem. And then Egypt is just a big fuck you. <laughs> uh, Egypt starts with you getting like a every mission starts with you getting like, you know, their little documents from Q and M. Yeah. Uh, money penny flirting with you <laughs> and oh, just uh, saying
3: like is great i love that that's in the game yeah it's a nice even, little... even justice text i love that they did that that they went yeah. through the the trouble to write write all those blurbs because it really adds to it
4: any mission you do with natalia money Penny's like a day in the forest Ooh, james i'm getting jealous <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know and like yeah shooting at me Money but,
3: but it's like dude that's bond that's a yeah. hundred that's that's what it is it and it's feels like yeah like,
4: it feels like the like stuff bond would actually get they all feel pretty realistic to the characters it's really nice they're all written and different i like in their kind of point of view
3: yeah Um, and and Q was always like for fuck's sake please bring it back this time my
4: favorite with q was whenever you got caught he'd be like you're in a jail cell no nothing for you bond (laughs) (laughs) because bond gets caught twice in this game yeah Uh, so egypt yeah you get like a little dossier that says like um Baron Samedi, who's from Live and Let Die. Not Live and Let Die, from,
5: uh...
4: Yeah, yeah, Baron Samedi from Live and Let Die has somehow gotten the golden gun from the man with the golden gun, and he's keeping it in this Egyptian tomb for some reason.
3: Sure, why not? And you have to
4: track him down and kill him and recover the golden gun. And you have to kill him three times. He he, Like, he dies and he comes back to life, and he, like, teleports around, because even though it's a bond, he's still a, a voodoo master. It's it, that level is so hard. It was oh God. That level is so fucking hard. I I did it on Double Agent, and I got like to beat them twice, and I just kept getting killed. And I was like, "All right, we're gonna turn some sheets on, and we're gonna see if we can do it with a couple seconds." <laughs> infinite ammo and uh, all guns, and I still couldn't get past um, the fucking room that you you go into a room and there's like four turrets that pop out of yeah. nowhere. And they just immediately start shooting you and if you get hit you've like it it gives you like a, a second of stun lock and so you just get locked in it and you can't do anything about it. So I, say, I know exactly yeah, yeah. what you're talking
0: about. I think I there's got...
4: a special way to do it. Yeah you can kind of like get the I think you can like grenade them or something really quickly. I'm not sure. It's been a yeah. long time. Well, I, I was you... unable to beat this level. <laughs> One of my friends
0: who li- who who, who listens to the- who will be listening to this episode who will be on the Dark Forces one later, um, he did it. he beat the- he beat it on Egypt back when we were kids. I remember that. And I don't know how, but I remember that room and I remember some like secret to doing it, but that's, all. that's
4: all. I can't remember the trick to it. It's such a difficult level. I remember like a lot of the the tricks for some of the levels like like archives, yeah. You just like if you keep leaning on the archives level around corners, you can take out like five enemies and then move to the next corner. I like it's archives. A, yeah. Archives is a really cool one.
0: That's a good level. I mean, I like majority of the missions in this game. And another thing we I wanted to mention we hadn't mentioned yet, I forgot completely about this until I was typing up the outline. This game has like each had different each level is kind of set into a mission. Like you have the first one, which is the facility stuff. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, you know, it's um
4: it's like the, story. the different areas you go to. So the first yeah. one is Arkhangelsk's. Gelsk's? Uh, and then, yeah, it's and like then a you had Turkish area, I guess, and you have like the dam, the facility, and then the runway. Yeah. and that's I mean, like was... the first sequence of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was, just really good. It was a
0: good game. I mean, well, I, mean, I shouldn't say. It. Wait, I did to take that back in a second. It was it was it was a good game back in the day. It was yeah. fun to play again, sort of. <laughs> it was fun for me because I had my rose-colored glasses, and I was feeling like a, t- a thirteen-year, ten-year-old, thirteen-year-old again. But that's
4: a—it's a, it's a yeah. good game, but you have to have played it as a kid to, like, yeah. to really appreciate. Yeah,
3: I am. I'm, uh, I'm with you guys on that. I, I honestly, I, I kind of want to play some of the later <laughs> versions of this formula now. I, I, I sort of want to go and play like a time splitters game and and see. Oh, we should definitely do time like, splitters. Yeah. Oh man, we should. I, I'll play the shit out of some time splitters. <laughs> yeah, just pick, just pick the good one. Just pick the good one and, and we'll play it.
0: Alright, another thing and we mentioned, like, in this game, like, almost every level has a, has a time cheat you can unlock by playing through it, you know, on a certain oh, yeah. difficulty and a certain speed. Like, invisibility, invincibility, I think some of the guns you unlock, or yeah. almost you all the guns get, you unlock
4: um, that way. You can get all guns as one sheet, and then there's other sheets of, like, just certain the gold guns. PP7, the silver PP7, the golden gun, the laser... You can unlock those individually. I
0: mean, and then there's also like we didn't do this because we were really, really playing multiplayer other than Kendall. Um, like there's all the different fi- uh, skins you could get. Like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. for some reason, I really loved to use a surface guard. That was my skin of choice all the time.
1: <laughs> I don't know why.
0: I think I, think I also did oh. surface
4: guard.
1: Oh shit! I I just remembered a fun fact. Mm-hmm. One of the faces on the skins in there is actually Andrew Reiner from Game Informer. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and like look at every oh my single God. character. I didn't know that. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: And it's we should just get like a list of all the games that Game Informer editors have shown up in. Can we play La Noir in a week? <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> try to run over. Try to run over Dan Riker. Cannot. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: game is long.
3: Yeah, no. Good
0: game, but it's long. That was also
3: like just another
4: big feature of the game is how much how much of the game was unlockable. I felt like that was a really big boon for it. Because it was the game, like, you played, you didn't play this game by yourself. Well, some people might have, but, like, I felt like GoldenEye 007 when it came out. That was, like, the game that everybody, we're all going to go to Tom's house, and he's going to, like, we're going to sit around and watch him try to beat this level in three minutes. It's going to be, like, an event. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it, you would gather around to see people try to get through a level in three minutes.
0: Ready? Are you guys ready for listener questions? Any well, last things you
4: want I've, to say?
2: I've got I've got a couple of little uh, multiplayer <laughs> oh, anecdotes sure. that I wanted to share. So <laughs> oh, first please. of all, I I talked to a, a handful of people. First of all, does anybody know what's? I, can somebody explain why odd odd job is bullshit? I I just every time uh, this he's, comes up, he's short. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: The idea was that because he was short. However, I think this was the main i think it turned into like it was a it was a thing that some people had difficulty with and it turned into kind of like a meme um now but i think like that was the thing that made me really good at aiming was i had a we never we didn't ban odd job as kids and i had a friend that always wanted to play odd job and so if you just aim down a little bit you can kill him really easily because okay. if you aim down just slightly you get a headshot automatically <laughs> right right Okay, okay, cool. I just
2: uh, I wanted I felt like we needed to address that. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, I did I talked to my boss because my boss wanted me to come into work tonight, but I told him, no, I got to do a Goldeneye podcast. <laughs> and and he said when he was in college, his his he had some friends that were so into Goldeneye that they rigged up four televisions <laughs> so that you could each one had one quadrant of the screen. Yeah. And they would play on one N64 4 televisions nice. and play multiplayer. How do
3: you even do that? Yeah. I, do
2: you, do I, I don't know. And it sounds like it would be way more work than it would be worth. It's,
4: it sounds like witchcraft. Oh, like, Golden, Goldeneye was one of those games where it was an honor system. There was you did not have different this was a couch co-op game or a couch multiplayer game, you know. You screen sheeting was a very real problem.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: True. <laughs> um, so, so I
2: wanted to bring that up, and this is a, again, this is my boss. is is a he plays golf. He's not a gamer, you know, and, and, and he just he knew it right away. Another one of my coworkers uh, said that when he was in college, he he played GoldenEye, and I think he said it was Shenmue. Okay, and and just oh, wow. missed okay. all of his classes in, <laughs> in college. I uh,
5: it.
2: And that, but then I have this. I have
4: a. a I <laughs> like that he played Shenmue, a game that requires you to get a part time job. <laughs> I, and he missed cat classes because he was working in a fake game
2: <laughs> so so i have a nintendo 64 always that is always plugged into my television and when i have people over i force them to play nintendo 64 multiplayer games whether they want to or not um we had my best my best friend and his wife over uh, who is also a very good friend of mine and she grew up with a nintendo 64 me, my wife, and my best friend we did not none of us okay. did um like we've played my wife and I have tried to be the kid that owns the n sixty four and like get good <laughs> at games and then have people over, but we're so abysmal at video games that it never works <laughs> so so we set we set up we're playing we're playing goldeneye multiplayer and my and my best friend's wife is named her her his name her name is laurel laurel just destroys us, and she is not a gamer. <laughs> Like like when we're playing Smash Brothers at a at a party and all getting drunk or whatever, she is she does not participate. She's in the other right. room, uh, I don't know, talking about fashion or something. Mm. And uh <laughs> and and she just she just mopped the floor with us. It was crazy it was like her muscle memory was like uh was like perfect. It was so there is a special place in a lot of people's hearts for this yeah. game.
4: I feel like if you played it as a kid, you like because everyone was so forgiving back in, you know, the nineties. For gaming in general, I mean, just for gaming, not for other stuff. But <laughs> it was the only game that people were playing at people's houses. It was like the best shooter that everybody had, at least you know, according to everybody's friends. Is we're going to go around and play 007. and so you had to forgive so much of it. You had to get good with it, and people who I mean, what kids, else are you
2: going to play? Sarge's yeah.
4: Heroes? Yeah, going to play what Super Mario sixty four? Get get that shit get out of here. because you are good at it. You like. You learned it. I feel like anybody who played this game as a kid, I would not want to go up against this game, go up against them in this game now, because it's right, like, right. how much do you remember? I know how much I remember, but are you, do you remember enough to be really good? Because everyone had that one friend that was just stupid good at this game. Uh, for my friends, it was me, but
0: <laughs> I had two. Uh, my friend Peter was really, really good at this freaking game. Like,
4: he <laughs> That's even worse, because if both of them are playing it, you're just like there as well. <laughs> Um,
0: yep. a funny story one time we so we had so it was me and my friend Rich, and we had each other two friends, and they're both they're like three years older than us. And we played them before, and the guy's always talking about how great he is at Golden Eye. And what my friend did is he put in the invisibility code oh, with no. the controller. Oh, no. playing the multiplayer match. <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't see you, he's like, I'm you know, and he just kept killing him. He turned it off every so often, run by someone and die, but then he turned it back on. <laughs> and the guy was getting so mad at us, he couldn't figure out. What was going on? He he was just pissed off and left because he he always
3: talked. Oh, I'm so great at
0: games. He could beat the original Metroid, and he was he was just that kind of guy, really good at stuff. I mean, that's
3: a that's a feat, actually. That's one of those games you have to draw a map for. This is one of those games too,
4: where like you had different multiplayer modes, and I feel like that was a big part of it as well. So it wasn't just you didn't just have deathmatch. You had uh, like license to kill, which was like one hit kills you no matter what. The golden gun slappers only. Slappers only. Yeah. The, forget, get <laughs> out of here, Michael Myers. This game had slappers only, way ahead of its time.
3: Okay. Yeah. I do I do really like that they made the the melee a karate chop. Yeah. Because that's because <laughs> it has the, the wacky like, again. They noise. took that from the movie. They took that for there's this car there's this scene in the movie where he's behind like the female assassin lady in a car, and it's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> It's just oh, this, yeah. this cheesy 90s movie thing where he knocks her out by karate chopping the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's not anything. What is that? Excuse me, sir. That, that assassin
4: lady was named Xenia Onatop.
3: Oh, yes. least... Oh well, I'm not gonna say I mean, that's subtle name ever because yeah. it there became was a, joke a Bond, bond to, to, have, to have
4: like you know Google I mean Octopussy it. is fine. Yeah. Octopussy Galore one. was another one. That's
3: actually more subtle.
4: That's, that's one, actually, that is, so one of the reasons I love Archer so
3: much. Bond femme fatale names <laughs> go. It's one of the more subtle ones. One of the reasons I love
4: Archer so much is like if you love Bond, then you I think you have to love Archer because it's just such a like oh yeah throwback
3: well, to Honestly, I have no particular affection for Bond, but I love oh, Archer. Just so good. Never watched it yet. So oh, it's great. So,
2: uh, so the other multiplayer thing that just came to mind. There's always the one broken controller, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. For whatever reason, everybody always had four n sixty-four controllers, and one was broken.
3: <laughs> or, or, or alternately. Four of them, and one of them was a horrible, like mad cats <laughs> yeah. third party no monstrosity.
4: One, no one could ever buy a fourth standard <laughs> Nintendo 64 controller, it was a <laughs> third party see
2: through controller that they bought because it looked cool. It's it's hard, it's harder than you think. I, I have three first party controllers, and one uh, well, I have and I have the now I have the retro thing that is good that I like, <laughs> but and then my yeah, and then I have I actually bought like. Four third-party controllers because every one of them was garbage so yeah. don't buy third-party n64 controllers if you're wanting to do an n64 <laughs> just like wait they'll like you can find them they are a reason they're like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever if you go to a good if you have a good retro gaming store in your town you just you just have to wait until they show up though like sure.
4: What you have to do is you have to to drive to your nearest small town and find the one thrift store slash electronic store. Yeah. they will inevitably have a 64. Yeah, you
2: could maybe, maybe. Or, yeah. or Go to the smallest
4: town in your area, hit up the Salvation Army. There will be a Nintendo 64 there. There always is for some reason. (laughs) Every small town I've gone to has one.
3: No, for me, though, actually, in my experience, it's a Dreamcast. It's a (laughs) Dreamcast. It's a a Dreamcast, but it doesn't have the cables. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a very consistent, like I've been to multiple goodwills and that is always what's there. So there's
2: a there's a retro gaming store like right at Stone Store from my apartment that I've I've been in and, and I I do remember one of the first times going in there and they had at least a dozen dreamcasts. <laughs> like that like one of every other system, but a dozen
4: dreamcasts. It's- it's, it's like the weird thing where like the but nukes are going to fall and the world will be wiped out and there'll still be 30,000 Nintendo 64s and Dreamcasts existing in like all across the Midwest. Ironically, like no Dead, Dreamcast games. Walking no. Dead should just be them trying to find all the Dreamcasts in existence.
3: Uh, it should be it should be them trying just trying to find the AV cable. Yeah. <laughs> just like I have everything else just where where's that damn composite
4: cable? <laughs> Carl's got the Dreamcast and they're they're searching through <laughs> the East Coast trying to find that cable.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get us back. So All right. I was, so I looked at looking through our list of questions. We answered almost every one of these throughout our conversation so far. Nice. But the nice. one that we didn't answer that I I I don't think really did. Um from Frank, which is the better map? Complex facility or the library?
4: Are we talking
0: multiplayer?
3: Multiplayer, yeah. All right. I'm going to have to take myself out of this discussion because I was not able to play multiplayer for this one. I haven't played since I was a kid, but as a kid,
0: complex was my favorite. Never really played facility, and I didn't even remember the library until I just read this, and it was archives essentially. But I didn't, yeah, well,
1: I, didn't like I think obviously Stewart's is the facility, so he could sit in the bathroom stall with a laser gun.
4: <laughs> well, okay, my friend would always cheat and get the uh, by cheat. I mean, he would he would get the golden gun first, and so my only choice was to hide in a corner. Yeah, because I I can think of where the
2: golden gun is in the facility. Yeah. That's like one of the only stages that I've played enough times, because I just go. It's like one that I just go straight to. So yeah, that's the best one.
4: I feel like yeah, I think Facility was my favorite because Facility was always the one where, like I said, used to people used to settle arguments in GoldenEye. It was like the trial by combat thing where, right? <laughs> anytime we had an argument, we would settle which Pokemon was better, not by playing Pokemon, but by. Starting 007 Goldeneye and saying, okay, license to kill facility 1v1. We'll see who wins. Whoever wins is right.
0: Oh, and I, I got one more ad that I was uh, rereading this that would be good that we didn't answer yet. From a Chris, did anybody try the dual stick controller setup? Uh, oh, I meant to. I forgot about it. There is one? I guess. Yeah. 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 I forgot all about this.
2: Yeah. You, you play with two N64 controllers.
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i
2: I really meant to do that because I have
3: them. <laughs> but I didn't. Oh, my God. That is insane. What even that is that? that? <laughs> All right. Well, I think at some point in the future, we have to do this.
4: Yeah. I think I tried it as I think I did it once like as a kid or something. And we try to do like one person moves and one person aims.
3: Just
4: terrible. <laughs> uh,
3: just you know, actually, just to see if we could do
4: it. That was like the era of, oh, can we do this? Like it's it's like playing like Resident Evil and trying to beat the game with a knife or just a handgun. It's like. How difficult can we make this game for ourselves? So, shall we? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, as normal, I have Tiffany here for some trivia for us. Great.
3: Hello. Hello. Uh, is this ah.
4: going to be game trivia or General Bond trivia? I'm <laughs> not general
3: sure. Bond
1: trivia.
4: Okay. All He's right. I had
1: a All right.
5: At this.
1: Okay, what um, movies is Q referred to by his real name? Whoa, okay.
3: Oh. I'm out. Man. I don't um, know this either, surprisingly. Uh, Gold and- member.
1: Do you know his real name?
3: No, I don't. Also, uh-huh. Goldmember was Austin Powers.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is yellow gold.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That would be a wrong, answer, but go ahead. <laughs> well,
0: I
1: know
4: well, well, Q well, well, surfer for so
1: Quartermaster. Yeah. Uh, it became just a nickname. Well, what was the say. first Bond movie? It was probably in the first one, wasn't Dr. it? No. That's one of them, yes.
0: Well, Stefan was right. We'll go with Dr. No. One. Uh, from Russia with Love?
1: Yes. And is he technically
0: kind
4: of like, referred to by his real name in Spectre? Because he's introduced before he's Q, right?
0: I've never seen Spectre, unfortunately.
1: His, his real name his, is his Major Boothroyd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't remember this at all, but okay. Yeah. Um,
1: and the the other one I have is the spy who loved me. Wait, isn't uh, Okay? Um, what was the first movie that was not solely based on the novel?
3: Uh, it was Goldeneye? Gold? No, no, that no. It's was, that before wasn't that, the first one. There was there was another one. Oh God! International
4: Man it? of Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. Okay, not solely uh, based on the novel. Because oh,
3: God, hold on. No, because
4: no. Goldeneye Gold? Gold? was
1: not based on a novel at all. No, well, Casino I
2: mean, Royale yeah. based on a novel? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Casino Royale is actually his oh. first novel. Is yeah. it? Yeah. it yeah. Is it diamonds are forever? It is the spy who loved me Oh uh, I was thinking that
0: too uh. <laughs> uh. all right I, we can do the quick polls um for, I did a I did in three different groups I asked everybody's favorite bond and added all the numbers together 169 said Daniel Craig, okay. 149 said Connery, really? 123 for Pierce, uh, uh, 44 for Moore. 32 for Dalton and 19 for Lazenby, which I was not expecting.
4: Wow, uh, I mean, you always have the holdouts of people saying *Lazenby* is the best. He's, it's you a know? decent
3: movie. I was not expecting Craig to win either. When I did this yeah. poll,
4: I was not at all. And I
3: mean, I he's was the really current Bond. Right. People like him
4: a lot right now.
3: Yeah, you know, but he's toned down a lot from like yeah. previous Bonds. You don't I mean, get the... he, he's like yeah. Bond light. I don't you know? love yeah. him
4: as Bonds. It's hard to. It's like picking like the next Doctor Who. Like you gotta like figure out who can really embody that character. Super Honestly,
3: well. af- after after having seen a good bit of Craig uh, Brosnan and Connery, I got to say my personal preference is Brosnan.
4: Brosnan is a great. Yeah, he does a great job because he can yeah, he yeah. do that like that class and that kind of.
3: Yeah, like, he's he's really just good. the right balance of classy and goofy because, man, he's. He walks on the screen and you're, you're like, oh, who is that? It's, it's it's just like this instant like poise and magnetism. And then he opens his mouth and then you just slap your forehead and groan. And you're like, yep, that's, there's Bond. There he is. I, uh,
4: I keep arguing that to complete this like fun little trilogy, Bill Nighy has to play the next Bond because Timothy Dalton was in Hot Fuzz and Pierce Brosnan was in At World's End and Bill Nye was in yeah. Shot of the Dead. So if, if Bill Nye plays the next Bond... Then all three bonds will have been no, in all three you know what? movies.
3: You know what? Let's just let's just cut right to the chase. Let's just make Nick Frost Bond. Oh
4: my God, that'd
3: be amazing! <laughs> Terrible. I'm
4: going to see him, and he's going to be at GalaxyCon. I'm going to see him at the end of May. I should tell him that. I mean, I'm going give him to sign something and be like, "By the way, when are you going to be the next Bond? Forget it." As much as I love Idris Elba, Nick Frost's Bond would be fucking. Yeah, that's hysterical. what I was
2: going to say. I, I like I like the idea of Idris, yeah. Idris Elba as, uh, I'd as a Bond. I don't know
4: why they aren't like. They just need to make Idris Elba Bond. Everyone keeps saying like those yeah. oh, too old. No, like Idris fuck Selva. that.
3: No, Idris Elba would make a really good Bond. That man yeah. just he, bleeds He's English class.
4: too, right? He is English. He's so English. He's,
3: yeah, he is. He yeah. is the Englishest. Yeah. He is so classy
4: and <laughs> like, oh my god, he's he's the perfect Bond. And then I also did um
0: three polls for the movies. Uh um, <laughs> I was not expecting this. Casino Royale had 101 votes. I gonna say, I'm not going to read all just the top ones. Golden Eye had 62. Skyfall had 42. Which huh. is Casino
3: Royale, right but the new one or the see, old these are, uh, again, new one? These are again. Again, these are not the ones I was expecting. Me
0: either. Uh, Goldfinger, one of my favorites had
3: 21. Skyfall was is... Let's Goldfinger, see. Then, Goldfinger is Goldfinger is trash. I'll say uh, it right now. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care great. who Oh man. Gets mad. Goldfinger is like Man, that's a great movie. Goldfinger is so dumb And it's not even the good kind of dumb I It's the dumb. best kind of dumb All the Every soldier
4: at Fort Knox <laughs> Falling down <laughs> Pretending yeah, to fall time. down and pass out yeah. Yeah. Okay, Beast. you know what? That was pretty good <laughs> and then, It really uh, is so funny
0: <laughs> From Russia with Love had 14 votes. Another one I really like a lot That is a great spy That's movie a great It's a great one. simple movie That, that might be sure my favorite one. Connery one and then, I was not expecting this, number 6, well, tied with number 6, or... No, yeah, From Russia was 5, number 6 was On Her Majesty's Secret Service.
4: Okay. Like 13.
0: That's a pretty and important then, one. Yeah, and then Live or Let Die was 9, and oh, then really everything nice. else was like 4 and 5 for all the rest of them.
4: Live and Let Die is my favorite, and it has film. the best uh, sequence, opening yeah, sequence. what, the Gator one? Uh, no, no, I mean the, like, the <laughs> title thing, with, um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, by fucking, um... Paul McCartney at the Wings. Yeah. Paul and I, McCartney. I got to
0: hear that song live when he first came back and toured <laughs> back in the US. so court. jealous. That song oh, is was, so good. It was great. They had the flame shooting out from the barrels. Oh, it was amazing. I, was, I, I want that
4: uh, to be like, I want to make it my, my ringtone at some point. That's such a great song. Yeah. Should we start?
3: Do yeah, let's, let's, go to, let's go to Shelf and Box. Uh, Kendall,
4: uh, since you're our special
0: guest, do you want to start?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, this literally, this game lives on my shelf it probably will sit in the N64 that is on my shelf connected to the TV for some time. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be right next. Right, it's right up there with the original Super Smash Brothers and Cruising USA.
3: It's good stuff.
0: Um, uh, DJ, let's hear your opinion. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, okay. Can we
0: guess your opinion? <laughs> yeah. Shelf, for sure, 100%. Yeah, 100% yeah. Shelf yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, so we've got one for Shelf. What else? Who, who, who else is? Step right up, place your bets. Put my money on uh, shelf. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm
5: gonna
3: say box okay. just because. Right. <laughs> just to be different. Just so you can win.
5: Yeah.
3: Candle. <laughs> what do you think what, I'm gonna say? What
2: I think I think
3: you are going to say box. Okay. Uh. Well, Mike and Stu, you're right. I I'm putting this on my sh- no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. This is going choice. in my box. This is one of those games where what you think of it depends a lot on whether you played it, it depends on your memories of it from when you were a kid. And I never played this as a kid. And so I went in and I was like, oh, well, this looks like garbage. It controls like garbage. I'm getting shot and I can't tell from where I can't aim. I can't like figure out the layout of any of these levels. Like coming in now as an adult in the, in the modern day, there's just a lot of barriers, but Here's the here's the thing. I can see the appeal. I can see like there is genuine love and care that went in, into this game like they built it to feel like the ultimate bond experience and even though I was like, well, you can't I went into this thinking you can't possibly capture like what a bond movie feels like with just like a basic shooter formula. Like that it's so much more than that. You can't really do and I was wrong. They totally encapsulated what a bond movie feels like using some really basic building blocks but they did it they really got they really made it feel like like bond which i think is an achievement in itself i do like the sort of mission based structure and i'd love to go on and play some more games that took that structure and improved on it and refined it like the time splitters games So, yeah, I can definitely see the appeal. And again, I would have loved to have played the multiplayer, although I probably would have been that kid who ran out of the room crying. (laughs) I think if I could somehow find a way to do the multiplayer of this game, I would like to give it a shot. Although I will say in general, I'm not a huge multiplayer guy. I like Mario Party and Smash, and that's about it as far as multiplayer goes for me. But I would like to give it a try. I, I, I am at least, after talking about it, more intrigued. I can see what people love about this game. It just, you know, I just came to it too late, basically. And I do look forward to experiencing better versions of this formula or experiencing it, you know, in a better context. But as it, as it is right now, I have no particular affection for it. It's, it's For now, it's going in the box.
1: Uh, Stefan, what's your opinion? Uh, I'm pretty sure I you, know, but... You know, it's, it's really hard to say in the fact that I actually don't see myself, like, sitting down and saying, yeah, man, I'm going to play some Goldeneye. I don't see myself saying that. probably <laughs> rather play Resident Evil 2 or something.
5: I'm but so surprised. Is, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing is, is that it does hold... And I'm sure, you know, some of us already said that we kind of feel this way. It does hold a special place of memories, like spending hours in my room with my dad and playing multiplayer and all my friends coming over and just like eating pizza and sitting there till like midnight, just bombing each other and <laughs> kicking ass and pl- not playing odd job <laughs> to be a bit. <laughs> So it's hard because it's like, if somebody brought it over, I'd play it. I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's do that. Let's do it on double O. Let's give it a go. But I don't particularly see myself playing it. So it's kind of hard to say if I'd want it on the shelf or the box. I'm leaning towards shelf just because of fond memories.
0: So we're going to say
1: shelf for you? I'll say shelf, but only, only because of that. Otherwise, it would go in the box.
0: It's a twelve-year-old it's Stefan putting it on the shelf, huh?
1: It, exactly. Nick, current Stefan's like, yeah. It's pretty impressive bottom.
4: considering the shelf is pretty high. And, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, there is you a lot of
3: shelf. Just put
4: it on the bottom. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say shelf, obviously. I mean, this game—it was the first game I played. It was so important to me. Just like it's, and this is probably like the beginning of like my entire video game memory is you know golden night going over friends houses to play and having the whole argument of like oh we're we need to ban this and stuff and no more like to the point of like oh no more proximity bombs on this level because people are <laughs> cheating with them even though that's, you're just playing the game i was supposed to be playing <laughs> you're like oh, you're Hulkabals too good you cheated yeah <laughs> that's my favorite mode like the ultimate after school game of we got nothing to do let's go play golden knight so-and-so's house we're gonna sit down and we're gonna mm-hmm. Play multiplayer for five hours until we have to go home this game is one of the reasons i was given a cell phone at a young age just because i would get off the bus and go to friends houses and you know my parents (laughs) didn't know where i was (laughs) they're like here have this old shitty cell phone so we can at least call you when you don't show up at home for five hours and i
2: mean the multiplayer holds up i gotta multiplayer holds multiplayer holds up really well and if you have an n64 and you have four controllers and you have this and like three other games like, that's, you know, that's an evening that you can have you and your spouse and your friend and their spouse, and you, it's, you live the dream. And you know what? Yeah,
4: it's janky, but it's janky for everyone playing it, so you're all on equal grounds. Plus,
2: and, and we're adults, so when we throw parties, the most anyone will show up is four people. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. N64 is perfect.
4: Okay, oh it's, accurate. Yeah, this game just... It's it's so fun for me still to go through, and I do like shooters. So I mean, like, just going back to you know seeing the the early framework of some of my favorite games. Like the level design is great. The mu- I like. I usually make a point to call it like the composition for games, and the composition for this game is just Bond music. So yeah, Bond music's great. I'm I'm totally cool yeah. with just hearing Bond music for music you know, is good in this. Like yeah. it's good. Like it's I
3: Grand Kirkup. Yep. It is. It's Grant Kirkhope. Yeah. It's, it's Grant Kirkhope, but it's him doing Bond music. It's him doing Bond. Yeah. yeah. This is this is actually he did this. He composed this game before Banjo Kazooie. So this is this is kind of Grant Kirkhope before he was Grant Kirkhope.
4: It's just uh, him, like taking the Bond music, tweaking it a little bit. It's still that Bond music. You still have that, like you know, like yeah. the, the wild um, trumpet coming in.
3: Yeah, and you know, props to him because basically this entire soundtrack is. The Bond main theme just arranged (laughs) in 50 different ways. It does have that
4: great. um, There's a little bit of music thrown in towards the end of Goldeneye that they used for the like bunker and facility maps where it's like the it's got that like I don't know what to call it. It's almost like that like metallic like uh, echoey sound from really far away. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? It sounds yeah. like somebody's hitting two metal pipes together in like an alley across the yeah. street. Yeah,
3: yeah, I know what you're talking it's about. It's got that
4: like really like industrial noise to it. And uh I think it just it works really well in Goldeneye the movie, it works really well in Goldeneye the game. It's it's iconic Bond music at this point. And you know, it's just yeah. so fun to play. It's definitely going on <laughs> my shelf. I had a lot of fun with this as a kid and I had a lot of fun with it now. All right,
0: and right. I'll go laugh. Um thirteen year old Mike would have put this on the shelf for sure, because I had so much great time with this game. Thirty one year old Mike was putting it right in the box because i mean sure it was kind of fun playing it but it was really just just because i was reliving my childhood and i honestly have no desire to go back to this game any ever <laughs> yeah. i can't recapture those old memories but it was it was fun to try to experience them for a little <laughs> bit it was it was i would never had thought see myself playing this a game again i never would even touch it It wasn't for the show but it definitely go in the box because i i don't want to play it again
1: it wasn't for me but how's 12 year old mike gonna reach the shelf
3: Lot of you, all you can just bend down everybody was short at <laughs> <of> 12
0: <laughs> all right i think that's that's where we're just gonna do some quick plugs um kendall since you're the guest you want to go first and tell where people can find you
2: uh so you can follow me on twitter at k hallman that's k h a l m a n and then my website uh kendall cast k e n d a l l c a s t dot ninja uh, also, the Kendall Cast feed on whatever podcatcher that you use. I guess I'm on Stitcher and and the Apple thing and the all the bootleg ones that go off the Apple feeds. And uh, just just bootleg services everywhere. <laughs> I'll just give you my quick ele- elevator pitch for the the sort of shows that I do. Um, Beyond Bulbasaur, we talk about a different Pokemon every week. That's what we called Music with a question mark. Uh, is a song by song review of the now. That's what I call Music Catalog. The Pull List oh,
3: podcast. That is genius. The The Pull
2: List podcast is a monthly comic book review podcast. And then this year in the run-up to Star Wars Episode 9 I'm doing a monthly Star Wars roundtable where we're discussing all the Star Wars movies.
4: I really, uh, I really like that. Oh, that's what I call music idea. That is really funny. It
2: is 100% steeped in rose-colored colored glasses and nostalgia. <laughs> I do it with my wife and sister-in-law. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun.
3: That was the we're, soundtrack to my eighth birthday party. Was now that's what I call music 4. <laughs> uh, we're not there yeah.
2: yet. We're not there yet. Oh, we just, okay. Uh, you're just,
3: still. are uh, on still,
2: volume
4: three. You're Still on. Okay. We just see, like just specials for uh, all the other countries where that that's, like comes out. Like I think they do yeah. one for Saudi Arabia.
2: No, no, we haven't. We haven't done that. Uh, no, but we did just. Uh, we did just do our episode on. What's my age again? Which was interesting because it's one of the so- It's one of the songs that like is by a band that like, <laughs> without shame or irony, a lot of people like. So mm-hmm. I do. I do
0: <laughs> I like that song too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> and uh, if you guys heard earlier, and as I'll have in the notes, if you guys get a chance, please take a listen to uh, this week in video games. It's a podcast where he dives into what's all going on with the with the news and different video games. I don't have it pulled up in the moment. But uh, also, if you guys get a chance, I actually guest starred on my first show. Uh, trash talk which should be published around the time this show is up i will have a link also in the show notes if it is up and also on the facebook page uh where we, we i got drunk and talked about castlevania please <laughs> if you guys can follow us on facebook i'm constantly posting new things on there um anything else you guys want to plug real quick anybody else uh yeah want i plug
4: now that's what i call arabia five three <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the one
3: i had to look uh, it up <laughs> Well, while you're doing that, I want to shout out real quick to Mike Stoney, a.k.a. Bulby, who very graciously provided our theme song, The Cool Kid Squad, off of his EP, Bite the Bullet. Uh, You can find Mike on his SoundCloud. You can also find him on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bulby, B-U-L-B-Y. He's got a ton of really cool 8- and 16-bit video game remixes up there, as well as uh, some of his own stuff. So go check him out.
0: You know, I just realized we forgot.
3: Uh, we didn't say what game we're playing next week, DJ. Uh yeah, I was just getting to that. So next week <laughs> oh, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Next week, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very excited, everyone. Oh, it's a childhood favorite of, of mine. It's a lesser-known game, known Persona as Persona 3. Yeah. Always gotta steal my thunder. No, it's Bomberman <laughs> Tournament for the Game Boy Advance. I'll be playing Persona uh, 3. <laughs> so here's here's the elevator pitch, everybody. It's a Bomberman game oh, that right? is a Zelda clone and also a Pokemon clone. It's weird, it's great, and we're going to talk about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> huh. I'm actually looking forward to that. So everyone should tune in. Definitely. It's, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's an oddball. It's,
0: it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it a lot too. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening and everyone for sticking around. And you guys have a great day.
3: All right. Bye, Bye, everybody. We love you.
1: Have a good one.